Thank you for listening to So About That. Today my guest is David Parker. David is an Associate Director of Competitive Sports and Adventure Recreation. He's also a huge supporter of Hawaiian shirts and Yeti cups. In this episode, David will offer advice on getting the most out of your transferable skills. Grace, you know, frequent podcast guest, and I've heard your best friend has asked me to start this episode by asking you to smile when you talk. Take that as you will. Um, But my first question for you is, would you rather have your grandmother's hairstyle or your grandmother's name? I don't think I'm much of a Betty Joe, so probably her hairstyle. And what what type of hairstyle did she have? Well, now that well, currently it's all short and and falling out because she's ninety two years old, so it's a lot like mine. Oh well, not much of a change. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I choose hairstyle. Yeah, my, both of my grandmothers did tight, like muffin style curled hair. So. <laughs> no, she never had hair with that. So that was that's good. I don't think I would look good in that at all. Could be could be fun though. You never know. Um, but can you tell students listening kind of how did you end up in recreation? Uh, I went to school to be a physical education teacher, uh, and I got a flyer in my box about officiating basketball uh, with NML sports. So I started as a basketball official. And uh, as a freshman, and I fell in love with intramurals and being able to provide service to all the students on campus. Uh, when I was at Appalachian State, intramurals was a huge part of campus life. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a way for me to get to meet so many people. Uh, and everything with our rec center, and I went to a conference because my boss asked me to. We didn't have graduate assistants at App State, so we had undergraduate programmers. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was a sophomore, I mean, I went from, I guess my second semester sophomore, so within a year I went from just being an official to actually programming sports and activities before I even became a supervisor. So I you know, started supervising on top of that, and then I started going to, I went to the, annual conference in Nashville and I just fell in love with the whole persona of being able to provide skills and and job training to students that would help them once they left in whatever field they chose to go into and then you couple that with everything that you're just providing as part of campus life and I just kind of went from there I went to I got a graduate assistantship at the University of Arkansas in uh, intramural sports, and I went out there for two years, uh, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, so it sounds like, I think for most of our student team members, too, you kind of find your your people here, and it's easy to stay in, and it's a fun job. I mean, there, I think that there's not as many, I've had a lot of jobs, and none have been nearly as fun and exciting as campus recreation. 
It's uh, not boring. It's not. Something <laughs> always goes a different direction than you think it's going to go, or you have something just pop up that you have to be flexible for. So, And you get to work with students. Yeah. You know, and just seeing not only the students that you work with, but the student participants and how much they appreciate what it is that you are doing. Mm-hmm. Even when you have something go awry or not be a great situation. Definitely. Um, so since I've known you, something that I've heard you talk a lot about with our student team members and even us as graduate assistants is making the most of transferable skills. So when you say transferable skills, what do you mean? Well, I think it can be a lot of different things. I think it's looking at each individual opportunity that you're afforded and then what can you take away from that, whether it's just communication skills. You know, maybe maybe this is the first job you've ever had and mm-hmm. you just took it because, you know, your best friend or your roommate was also going to apply and then you got offered and you took the position. Um, just the sheer fact of learning how to talk to people professionally is different than hanging out in the dorm room with them or going out to dinner with people. You can't assume that everybody you work with wants to hear everything that you say um, like your friends will and problem solving. You know, you're, you're forced with, we give you a way to do things and we, we train you for certain situations, but then other situations arise or complications or whatever. Um, you know, we may program an event and then because it's thunder and lightning, we may have to move that event inside at a moment's notice. Um, some events we would just cancel, but if it's the dive in pool or the, the plunge, we're probably not just gonna cancel that event, you know, but it would we would have to lose the water part of the event. But yeah. if we kept doing it the way we were doing it last year, it's you know what can we do inside to give something to these students who showed up beyond just the fair? And that, you know, probably not a lot in that instance. You know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to do anything in the pool until the weather subsided. But I think there's different times that we're able to use our problem-solving skills or take this semester. You know, there's several times where we've already asked students, you know, what what can get the students out of the dorm rooms and interested to come to the rec fields? And you know, we've gotten some ideas from our students and being able to sit down and brainstorm ideas, equipment that we didn't have that we went and bought that has increased our participation a little bit on the rec fields. So I think there's always opportunities to work as a team and learning about yourself and what you bring to the table. Uh, I think a lot of it, is students have to be honest with themselves and understanding where they're at mm-hmm. and the skills that they have and how they can utilize those for not just the benefit of them, but everybody on the team. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, management skills, not everybody, we don't have enough management positions to push everybody to a supervisor. It's just mm-hmm. It's not possible. But the ones that are able to get pushed to a supervisory level the management skills that we give them are immeasurable because they have to learn to interact. They have to learn to keep people motivated. They have to be able to 
hold their peers, which is you know, it's really hard when you're working with your peers. You have to be able to hold their peers accountable, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're not doing something that they should be doing or they did something that was just completely wrong, they, they have to address those things. And, you know, there's not... You can sit in a classroom and listen to how you should do HR or what the best practices are, but until you're faced with it, it's just this thing in your head. It's a thought. It's not a. It's not a process that you've ever been allowed to walk through. And now here in a safe environment with others who are here to support you and the professional staff, you get the ability to do some of that, which can help you in that job interview. Speak to how you manage staff in the completion of tasks, whether it was a maintenance task or whether you were leading a, a five-day trip in the wilderness. If you're the trip lead, you're the person making all the decisions and everything is put sternly on your back. Mm-hmm. And you've got to lead the staff that's with you and leading those participants to ensure their safety. Um, you know, whether you're looking at the weather report overnight to see what the water and the weather is going to be the next day and how to move the group and where to move the group. Do you, you know, do you short change a trip because the weather's getting bad and change locations and do something completely different so that you're still giving those participants another day of the adventure that they paid for? Uh, all that's problem solving. And using the knowledge that you gained in your training and your common sense. And I just, being able to talk about that when you go into interviews and reflect on everything it is that you've done, um, leadership, communication, problem solving, critical thinking are all things that employers are looking for. And you can get them right here in Camp Recreation. Definitely. And something I wanted to emphasize that you talked about that I specifically remember struggling with, but I think helped me a lot in my development was it is really hard to hold your peers accountable, especially if they're your friends, which, you know, that's a lot of times how you build community is through your campus recreation team members. Friends versus somebody who's not a friend um, that you learn, not necessarily from an accountability part, but it's just how to interact with different people. Mm-hmm. Because you have to know how you can approach certain subjects based on the receiver and what their personality type is like, what what is going how will they resonate with what you're saying? You yep. know, is it is it somebody that can handle more direct, or is it somebody you've got to, you know, I don't say beat around the bush, but you know, do you have to use more words to get the same process across or the same thought across, so that they don't just get upset? Because that's not the process. the The purpose of giving feedback is not to get somebody to be upset; is to potentially get them to see it from another point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something important that we cover in our trainings is doing like personality tests. I know we UNCW does a lot of Clifton strengths um, and understanding like here's what you're good at and here's how it works well with other people's strengths and here's how you can kind of adapt it to be better on a team. And one of those things that I always think of is when you're growing up and you go through K through 12 and you go straight into colleges, you always have someone kind of relaying this information. Like you have a teacher or professor that's kind of like setting up your goals and your environment. And that in a way makes it easier for you to work with others because they're the, the, the mediator between it all. But as you get older and you start working in the jobs, like it's, it's up to you to be the mediator 
it's up to you to figure out like what makes people tick or um, what are other people's strengths that you can ask them to kind of hold them accountable for tasks that need to get done. Yeah, and that's a really good point because I think, and you see that a lot as when you're a student, somebody's always force feeding you. Mm-hmm. They're they're determining the skills that they want you to get, and and they're putting you in positions to get those. And as you move up, you need to to really reflect and and, and acquire and a thought process for why you're getting what you're getting because one day you're going to be the person that has to sit at the top and make those decisions. And I hear that a lot from a lot of young campus recreation professionals that when the first two years of of being a coordinator or breaking into campus recreation, they say that they don't feel fulfilled, that they're not getting enough from their job. Part of that is from the time that they were undergraduate to graduate school, we force feed them mm-hmm. and we keep force feeding them all this development stuff. And we talk to them about how to do this and how to do that. But when they get there, they're not relying or thinking about now it's their job. Yeah. And they're still wanting the organization to force feed them and, and keep building. And keep on setting skills. the structure. Exactly. And, that's not always the case. You know, there's going to be professional development, but it's a lot different once you get into a field and start your career. It's not that you're not going to go do things, but it's not an everyday in your face, somebody tasking you or telling you that you're being developed for this reason, or, you know, somebody's not checking on you every moment to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're in a good place and you're doing a good job and you don't have any issues and that you feel completely supported. It's not that you're not, it's just different. People are they're trusting you to be professional and, and think about the training that you've taken along your journey and now they want you to be able to give that back to the students to make them better. And some people struggle with that transition, but if they'll just think about what they received and how they received it, then they should be able to replicate the process and give that back to the students that they're charged with. Yeah. I think they can give it back to students, and at that point, you can start looking into what what areas do you want to grow in. Uh, I had a professor recently say, whatever job you go into, you want to be an expert on something. So if it's going to be like his example was Title IX, start reading articles on it. What are the current events on it? It's not necessarily that you have to be an expert on it, but once you start kind of making your way, if that's something you're interested in, it'll be easier to develop yourself in, and people know that they can come to you for information on that. And, you know, again, the the bigger difference is when you're a student, somebody's telling you what Title IX Mm -hmm. is, they're giving you that information. When you become that professional, now you've got to go seek it out yourself. And it's it's not about what the organization can do for you, it's... And I think that does change from being a student to a professional. When you are a student here, you still have to have a little bit. You've got to have the team mentality. But the organization is is here to give you skills as campus recreation. And what can you garner and take from that? When you're the professional, it's not that we're not here to give you anything. But it's really your job to seek out those opportunities and go to your boss and say, hey, I want to I be a part of this. Will the organization pay for it? Here's the reasons why I want to be a mm-hmm. part of it. 
and the things that I can bring back for our students or the organization, how I can make it better. It's about what you can do for the organization more so than what the organization can do for you. Yeah. And I think that goes into something we tell our student team members and even something to keep in mind once you do get into your field is you get out what you put in. So the more you focus on your own development, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, and, and I think it is important, like you said, to say, like, what is it going to benefit your organization for? Because people have better buy-in when you can show them how it will benefit exactly. everyone else around them. So when you are helping students, especially in their, like, exit interviews and things, how have you helped them highlight these transferable skills on their resumes? Well, I mean, it is a question on the exit interview, and it's one of the questions I try to focus on with everybody that I meet with. And through the years that we've been doing this, there are certain majors on campus that will be like, well, I didn't learn anything here because my job is so technical or, or whatever. And I just try to explain to them generally, gingerly that they need to think about the communication and the teamwork skills that they took out of being a part of campus recreation and how that's what employers want and to not sell the experience short that they had here mm -hmm. and to be able to talk about it. Not that I don't want them to talk about the, intern the, the internship they had or the technical skills that they garnered in class or through their internship that apply to their specific job or their hard skills, but what are the soft skills that they were able to, you know, more than double from working here if they were a, a dedicated person that cared about the organization? You know, yes, you can come to work here, and you can come every day, and you can punch your time clock and do the bare minimum and not talk to anybody and leave. You still garnered something from our organization, but if you were here and you worked hard and you're a part of the team, the soft skills that you're going to garner are a lot of skills that employers want and continually list as top job skills, mm -hmm. along with critical thinking. And there's ways to talk about the things that you did here in job interviews. No matter what the field is, it just shows that you have a breadth of knowledge and that you don't have just a narrow focus. Agreed. So what would be the greatest piece of advice you would leave students with to make the most of their transferable skills? One, have fun when you're here. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, just in the sheer benefit of being happy, being in a good mood, and being here and being present, they'll be able to make the most of every opportunity that they're focused with here and be able to take that and provide a picture when they're talking about it to other people about how they bettered themselves and their skills by being a part of campus recreation. So, you know, and I would, you know, I, I'm not a big journal or writing person, and I don't, but I think you have to take time along your journey to reflect so that you can truly understand and open your mind up to think outside the box and understand everything that you're given, where you get it, and how it can help you in the future and be able to talk about it. Yeah.
Well, thank you for all your advice on it. I'm glad you got to be, finally be a guest on the episode. So I have a question. Yeah. Well, did you choose your, your, your grandmother's name or her style? Um, I think either of my grandmother's names. Um, one of my nieces is actually a namesake, so I would choose the other, and her name was Celestine. <laughs> Quite a name. Okay. If you have any questions about this episode or topics, suggestions, or questions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram at so underscore about that, our Facebook page, so about that, or our email, so about that 20 at gmail.com. <laughs>